Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Today we are speaking with Christopher Samuda in his capacity as President of the Jamaica Paralympic Association. Mr. Samuda is also President of the Jamaica Olympic Association, the Chairman of the Jamaica Paralympic Foundation and the President of the Jamaica Disability Cricket Federation. Mr. Samuda, thank you for joining us on Impact in Jamaica. Thank you so much, Keisha, for having me and welcome to your listeners. All right, let's get into the meat of the matter now. Tell us about the Jamaica Paralympic Association. When was it started and what are the objectives of the organization? The Jamaica Paralympic Association is a successor in title to the Jamaica Paralympic Association, which was formed in 1960 by Professor uh, Goldin, John Goldin. The Jamaica Paralympic Association was incorporated in 2008. And as I indicated previously, this is a successor to the Jamaica Paralympic Association. So we are in fact a registered entity and we are the governing body for parasports in Jamaica. We're also a member of the International Paralympic Committee, which is our apex global governing body. And we're also a member of the America's Paralympic Committee, which is a regional governing body. So we are in fact in an organization that is well known regionally as well as globally. And our objectives really primarily are to ensure that the public is educated as to the values and principles of Paralympism, that we of course expose our successes of the past and our current achievements to the public so that they can understand that the Paralympic movement and our para-athletes are in fact achievers and standard bearers. We are also primarily concerned with deepening our engagement with, of course, the para-community in Jamaica to ensure that they self-actualize on the sports stage, as well as to give them an opportunity for career paths in the future. Because we have always maintained that sport is a shelf life. And what is very critical is what happens after your sport in life. So we are in fact committed to the principles of Paralympism. We are committed to deepening and growing the pool of para-athletes in Jamaica so that they can get an opportunity to transition to the international stage. All right, so now that you've told us about the objectives and you know what the association is all about, uh, yeah. in what ways is the organization ensuring that these mandates are met and you know, advocacy continues for para-athletes. Well, certainly from an infrastructural point of view, we have been establishing each, in each parish para-federations and those para-federations are going to be the governing body in each parish. They of course will be tasked with the mandate and the goals and objectives of the Paralympic movement on a local level, on a parish level. So we're building all the infrastructure to deepen the pool of athletes to reach athletes in other parishes other than Kingston and outside of the corporate era, so that we can get a true representation of the talent of the para-athletes in Jamaica. Um, secondly, we have, of course, um, be able to have the Governor-General declare March 11 in a calendar year 
as a Paralympic team. We are the first National Paralympic Committee to have a head of state declare a calendar day in the US Paralympic Day, certainly in the Caribbean and certainly in the English-speaking Central American and South American countries. So from that perspective, we have been historic. And the reason why we have asked the Governor General, and he in fact declared the Paralympic Day, is simply because we have in fact achieved so many things in the past that we are a critical part of the sporting asset of this country. And the contribution, starting from Professor Sir John Golden, that we have made not only to the para movement, but to the sporting landscape as well, has been very critical. So we celebrate March 11th as the Paralympic Day, and we use that as a vehicle to educate the public as to the principles of Paralympism, to profile the successes of our athletes and the continued successes of our athletes, and also to ensure that there are stakeholders whether it be in the public or private sector, are aware of our achievements. And that is an invitation for them to come on board and support us. So Paralympic Day is in fact an instrument for social engagement, for ensuring that our athletes' successes are exposed to the general public. Um, furthermore, we are in fact embarking on certain activations arising out of this year's Paralympic Day. So for instance, we have Paralympic Connect. And Wayne Marshall and Tammy Jim were our first guests they were able to engage our athletes on a very informal way, very informal way. And that is something that we are going to, of course, um, roll out um, periodically. That, of course, will go outside the corporate era. So it is not going to be geographically bound. It will be, of course, an activation that we will carry out in each parish in an attempt to ensure that Paralympism reaches to our towns and our communities. Um, then we have, of course, Paralympic care which is a humanitarian activation. Um, we started it um, with the Sir John Golden Rehabilitation Center, where we in fact um, ministered and gave gift baskets to patients there. We'll be going outside of Sir John Golden Rehabilitation Center, which of course is the central and the home of Paralympism and going into the communities with that activation. So coming out of Paralympic Day's celebration this year, there have been activations, which we of course we will continue to have, which will define and characterize the Paralympic movement. All right, so you have mentioned uh, just now that on March 10, the Jamaica Paralympic Association, they, you've launched its I'm Phenomenal campaign, followed okay. by March 11, which was declared by Governor General His Excellency yes. Sir Patrick Allen as Paralympic yes. Day. Uh, why is this campaign and observance mm -hmm. so important to the rights of members of the mm -hmm. disabled community? And mm -hmm. what led to the decision to launch mm -hmm. this campaign? Well, I'm phenomenal is as it suggests, we are phenomenal as para-athletes and Paralympians. And how we have in fact described ourselves is not really disabled persons. We are able persons with a difference. And that is going to be the definition of the campaign. We are able persons, but with a difference. And we felt it important, um, not only for that reason, but also to signal and to telegraph quite clearly to the public that the para movement and our Paralympians and persons who are able with a difference have a role to play in social stability, in social um, reformation, and that the Paralympic movement can be used as an instrument of change and transformation. And Phenomenal is going to be um, a campaign that is not simply going to be an event, it's going to be an experience. 
So it will characterize the Paralympic movement from here on. So throughout the life of the Paralympic movement, we'll be carrying out activations, which we, of course, will term I am phenomenal, whether it is going to be on the field of play or whether it is going to take the form of advocacy. So it was for, important for us to design that campaign, to have it, of course, um, publicly recognized and have the governor general declare it and launch it formally so that people understand that it is, as I said, it is not just simply an event, it's an experience that we are now offering to the general public and saying to them, come on board. Because if we, in fact, are able to change the mindset of the public in terms of how they treat persons who are able with a difference, then half the battle is won. So um, March 11 is Paralympic Day. So the two are, in fact, um, very related. Because next year, when we celebrate March 11, I Am Phenomenal campaign would be part of it. And the activations which I mentioned previously, Paralympic Care and Paralympic Connect, would be very much a part of it. And we are hoping that through those initiatives, we'll be able to build capital of the Paralympic movement in Jamaica and persons will understand, as I said before, that we are a critical element of the sporting stock of this nation. All right, so you've mentioned the initiatives, as you, yes. men you mentioned these initiatives. You know, they are celebrating the talents and contributions of Jamaica's para-athletes mm -hmm. to our rich national sporting mm -hmm. uh, heritage. How yes. will these initiatives feature in your annual events? You just mentioned the day itself, as in yes. the Paralympic Day, but what about yes. other events that you will be having? Well, the events, the activations are going to be stable. So, for instance, as I said previously, we started with um, Will Marshall and Damaging. Throughout the year, we're going to be bringing persons of a note in sport, in entertainment, in the business life of our country, and in the civic life of our country to come in and not only speak to our para-athletes, but we'll be broadening the audience. Anybody who is interested will be invited. So Paralympic Connect, as it suggests, would be connecting our stakeholders through this forum. We'll be connecting our thoughts and ideas on the development of para-sport and sporting generally, so that we can, in fact, have a consensus after these um, activations. So that will be going on throughout the year. And similarly with Paralympic Care, and we're hoping that arising from the um, execution of Paralympic care, that we will develop a cohort of persons who will become, in fact, ambassadors now of the Paralympic movement, who will be charged with the responsibility of deepening the engagement on a community level. And as I said, developing the principles of Paralympism and um, making sure that persons not only understand what we stand for, but that they are able to embrace it and also live it in their various um, lives. Okay, so you have mentioned some components. You mentioned Paralympic Connect, which I've explained, yes, Paralympic Inspire. Yes, um, there yes, is sir. one here I, I noted, Paralympic Care. And yes, um, I want to find out how will this aspect facilitate dialogue mm -hmm. that will involve the Paralympians mm -hmm. and other yes, stakeholders? Mm -hmm. Well, it's an outreach initiative. And what we are seeing is that the society must have a sensitivity to those who are not able to care for themselves or to support themselves in life. And we are seeing as sports stakeholders, we have a role to play in building that civic pride and building that civic resilience as well. So the communities will be targeted. 
And what we will be seeing is this is not an exercise in self-pity. This is in fact an exercise that is designed to empower you. So it may not be in fact just giving out or distributing care packages. What we may be doing is involving ourselves in a real way to see how best that we can facilitate the growth of persons and the growth of communities. And that of course would exemplify the concept of Paralympic care. Yeah, that is quite understandable. So you'll be going, yes. Jamaicans would say to every nook and cranny That's to ensure that persons get the concept, you know, and understand what Paralympians and para-athletes are mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and just to sensitize citizens of this country, that each person has a role to play in the development of others. Um, you may not be a leader, but you can be somebody who's very instrumental in the development of your community, in the development of the person, the personhood, so that people will be able to self-actualize in their various fields of endeavor. And that is what we are aiming. That's one of our primary objectives of Paralympic Care. All right. So over the years, you know, our para-athletes have done exceptionally well on the world stage. And yes. you know, they bring by all these medals and they come and they're so excited. They bring this sense of euphoria to yes. our Jamaican citizens. Um, tell us what goes into preparing mm -hmm. some of these para-athletes for the international stage and you know when they represent the country how do they feel afterwards mm -hmm. when they come back and how mm -hmm. was an association ensure that yes. it continued the continued representation uh, mm -hmm. of these athletes for mm -hmm. well uh, as you may be aware um we do not have sufficient resources to give our athletes an optimal opportunity in terms of their performance but we have, in fact, a methodology, which is not, of course, reinventing the wheel. The first thing you have to do is to ensure that your athletes have a mind framework that tells them without any reservation that they can do what they will themselves to do, that they can create the possible out of the impossible. So we, in fact, minister to our para-athletes, which is the first step. Tap into your spiritual power, tap into your mental fortitude, and demonstrate that you can be a champion and you can be a standard bearer. Once we are able to orientate our athletes in that, then of course we deal with the physical and perhaps the two are not mutually exclusive. We have to train the body, we have to condition the body so that when the mind has the appointment, the body will keep it. So there's a methodology in terms of our training. And of course, we go outside of that to say that, look, how can you handle success? How can you handle failure? We never negotiate with defeat. There may be failures, but there's never an issue when it comes to defeat. We do not negotiate with defeat. And therefore, if you're able to sensitize your para-athletes and your athletes in relation to that, then half the battle is won, of course. Yes, we do not have resources, comparatively speaking, as other national Paralympic committees have, who are able or which are able to design for their athletes programs which resources, of course, will facilitate. But what I can tell you is notwithstanding the lack of resources, our athletes are absolutely committed, which of course is expressed in the performances regional and globally, despite the Spartan resources, despite the Spartan equipment, despite the Spartan training facilities, we have done exceptionally well on the regional and international stage. What is a challenge now is to ensure that we in fact give them greater opportunities in terms of more resources, in terms of greater facilities, 
so that they can self-actualize. So that is a methodology that we um, impart to our para-athletes. And it has had a major success and we will continue to do so. And hopefully when we, of course, have the resources, then it will reflect in the performances of our athletes and they will advance. And now a word from our sponsors. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things there. So you can't stop, knock me door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for us. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. All right, you've mentioned resources or the lack thereof of resources to prepare yes. the athletes, both locally, regionally, and internationally. Uh, what yes. are some of the resources that the organization mm -hmm. is in mm -hmm. need of? Mm -hmm. Well, certainly there's always a financial challenge. Um, we have been able to attend games um, through personal donations um, and also in terms of um, sponsorship. Um, in this regard, I want to mention Port Fasan, I want to mention Digicel Foundation, um, they have been exceptionally um, supportive during the years, um, but we are mainly funded through sponsorship and personal donations. Um, we get a stipend from government, which um, covers 50% of our administrative expenses. Um, the other 50% is from personal commitments, um, which, have, which we have received. Outside of the financial resources, our yes. lack of financial resources, um, in terms yes. of infrastructure, do, do the para athletes mm -hmm. have training facilities? Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned prior to this question yes. that um, you condition the mind and then you condition yes. the body. But in terms of facilities for training, mm -hmm. uh, do mm -hmm. we have adequate or mm -hmm. is it adequate enough for these athletes? No, ne never, never at all. Very conservative. Um, Sir John um, Golding Rehabilitation Center and the clubhouse situated on the property is the home, of course, of our uh, Paralympic movement. Um, there they train, um, but we have in recent years have had the benefit of training at the Usain Bolt track and field um, um, center, which is, of course, located on the UWI campus. But in relation to other sports, Taekwondo, Judo, most of the training takes place at the center and sometimes off property. We have surfers and of course the training takes place mostly um, in St. Thomas where um, Wilmot, Billy Wilmot and Ica Wilmot trains them. Um, in terms of our pistol shooting, it takes place at the range. Um, in terms of badminton, clearly on badminton courts. But the central um, station is really the Sir John Golden Rehabilitation Center but we have been able to avail ourselves of other facilities, um, which of course complements the sport. 
So um, we continue to um, have um, that sort of arrangement in place until we are able eventually to have a complex that will host most of our indoor sports for training facilities. That is something that is a long-term objective of the Paralympic movement. And we're hoping that we'll be able to start put legs on that this year. All right, so in this discussion here, um, I've realized that the Paralympics mm -hmm. participate in a number of events. Uh, give yes. us an idea of the main events mm -hmm. that our Paralympics participate in. Well, track and field, of course. Um, we participate in judo, we participate in taekwondo. Um, surfing and also archery, we participate in. Those are the core sports that we are building out on. We really would want strong representation in each of those sports. Um, track and field has done the glory for us over the years, and therefore we're deepening and broadening the talent in other fields of endeavor. We are also into pistol shooting and badminton. Um, we are not going to bite off more than we can chew, and therefore we have selected about seven or eight sports that we are going to be targeting in order to, as I say, strengthen the representation in those sports. Um, certainly, surfers have been doing very well. Um, our archer has been doing very well. He has qualified for the Pan Am Games. So we have been making um, strides in those other sports. Numerically speaking, there needs to be improvement. I need to see about six, eight archers, six, eight surfers, um, six, eight pistol shooter, shooters, so that we can really start to tap into the deep talent that we have in the para movement and ensure that there is strong representation on the regional and international stage. All right. And normally, when we think of para athletes and you yeah. know their participation, how yeah. are they? Uh, ranked? How are they classified? Mm -hmm. How do they get points for mm -hmm. their? Um, mm -hmm. How do they get points for participating? Mm -hmm. Because it's not like the other, you know, like Special mm -hmm. Olympics or regular yeah. um, mm -hmm. events. How does that work? Well, first of all, you have to be classified, and you have to be officially classified by a panel of classifiers to determine whether you are eligible to be a para athlete. And of course, there is a methodology to the assessment, which is scientifically based and medically based. So once you are able to be classified and be determined as a para-athlete, then you can participate in the particular sport. And certain sports have ranking points, of course, like badminton and judo and taekwondo. You have to go to various tournaments to build your ranking in order to place yourself in a position to qualify for the respective games. Um, clearly, track and field, you have to do the qualifying times to ensure that you are in a position to be selected. Um, and the, in relation to the other sports, it's a ranking as well as the ability of you to gain points at tournaments and to do well at tournaments. So what we have to do is to look at the various sports and see strategically how athletes can gain points and ranking in order to place them in a favorable position to qualify for the respective games. But certainly, as I said, indicate as I said previously, you have to be classified and determined to be eligible to be a para athlete. All right. So the Paralympic Jamaica Paralympic Association is doing a phenomenal job in ensuring that our athletes continue to do well on the local okay. and international mm -hmm. stage. And yes. with the launch of the I'm Phenomenal campaign, 
and also, you know, the athletes going overseas to participate in different events. Yes. All right, Mr. Samuel, tell us how can Jamaicans not just support the campaign, but also support our Paralympic athletes as they continue to represent Jamaica in the international arena? Well, certainly, I think it is a responsibility of each citizen to, of course, ensure that they play a role in the development of their fellow um, citizens. So if you know of an athlete that is able with a difference, then you should really contact the Paralympic movement and ensure that that um, athlete or person has an opportunity to determine whether he or she wishes to participate in sport. Um, clearly also, um, there is a method that we have used in the past that has been relatively successful by you adopting an athlete. We understand that financial support may be challenging for certain companies, certain institutions, given the macroeconomy and the various day-to-day -day obligations of companies. Um, so we say adopt an athlete and play an active role in the development of that athlete. It's not necessarily just simply in relation to their sporting life, but also in terms of their own personal development. So adopt an athlete, support an athlete, and there are other ways, of course, that you can do, do so by coming in as volunteers, volunteers in terms of um, field officials, if you have the ability and the capacity to be one, volunteers simply as speakers, motivational speakers, um, so that um, our para-athletes understand that there is a support system out there that is quite sensitive and embracing their ideals and their values. So there are various ways in which members of the public can support the para-movement which of course redounds to the benefit of Jamaica because when we do well on the regional and international stage, it not only strengthens Jamaica brand, but it also signals that we are not just simply a track and field nation, but our talent goes deep and that we can truly say that we are a nation of, of sporting progress. All right. And so overall, these are the ways in which Jamaicans can assist the Jamaica Paralympic Association's movement. Definitely. All right. So the launch of that campaign, yes. uh, how can persons help in that area as well? Mm -hmm. Well, as I indicated, they can always um, contact us. Um, they can go on our website and get our contact details. They will also see, for instance, um, the campaign. Uh, as it was rolled out on March 10, and what in fact are going to be the goals and objectives going up, um, going upwards, sorry, onwards. Um, they can also be advocates as well. They can always be advocates in the campaign because we're always looking for advocates to articulate the principles and values of the Paralympic movement. And the more the better. So we want to deepen the engagement with our stakeholders and they can play a role where that is concerned. Uh, can you tell us the, the name of the website? JamaicaParalympic.com. Ah, so it's www.JamaicaParalympic.com. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. All right. So as we wrap here on Impacting Jamaica, the Jamaica yes. Paralympic Association officially launched its I'm Phenomenal campaign on Friday, March 10, during a ceremony at King's House. The occasion is also yes. used to formally present the proclamation declaring March 11 as Paralympic Day to the organization. Uh, this campaign and observance are intended to provide a critical yes. platform 
for the continued advocacy of the rights of members of this community yeah. and education of civil society of such and its responsibility to advance this cause. And to mark this year's Paralympic Games, the association will introduce several initiatives under the campaign, and that's Paralympic yes. Care, Paralympic Connect, yes. and the other the other one Paralympic there is Inspire. Paralympic Inspire. Yes. Right, Paralympic Inspire mm. to get Jamaicans on the move, you know, Definitely. participate and celebrate the contributions of Jamaica's athletes to the rich national sporting heritage. Mr. Samuda, thank you so much for joining us on Impact in Jamaica and wish you all the best for this Paralympic movement here in Jamaica. Thank you so much. It was indeed my pleasure and I'm really grateful for your continued support of the Paralympic movement and our para-athletes. Thank you so much. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.